you and I have ever had this discussion. So this could get us into dangerous territory. Are you ready? I'm ready. For, uh, so I took this question from Quora, but it leads to a whole jungle of other questions. So the question is, I'm 23 and I haven't even started college. I feel like a failure. What can I do to feel better about it? So that's the question he asked. And I haven't really read the answers or, or here the top answer says go to college. I think that's the worst answer you can possibly give this person. I th- uh, my answer would be to him, and then I'm curious about your answer. My answer would be, congratulations, you just avoided, you know, <laughs> one to two hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt you'll never be able to pay back, and you you avoided four years, four to five years of of useless learning, uh, and you got a head start on all of your peers on whatever career uh, or interests or whatever you have that you would never be able to uh, explore while you were in college. I know you have your um, steep anti-college beliefs, and I don't necessarily disagree with them all the time, but in this case... Does that mean you agree with them some of the time? <laughs> yeah, I agree with them I some of the time. I have a hard time with like triple <laughs> negatives. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting better with the triple and quadruple negatives when I want to oh, be careful. That's, that's acrobatics. Yes, it is. Not that it's not only the only place where I could Negabatics. not the negative. But this person says they feel like a failure. So like when you say, look at the upside that you've had all this time to avoid the bad stuff and even get going on the good stuff, in other words, start developing your whatever... Plainly, he or she feels like they haven't started to develop. Well, not necessarily, because there's such a stigma right now still associated with college. Now, it's less every year. Ten years ago, the stigma was enormous. Now, you just had last week, Ernst & Young said they're no longer going to require people to have a degree to Is apply for a job there. Good for them. Google no longer requires a degree. And this is a company that used to look at SAT scores when you applied mm. to Google. So, so I think the stigma is less, but he's still feeling... The stigma. I don't think a person writes a question like this if they feel good about their opportunities and their accomplishments. That's all I'm saying. Now, I may be wrong. I see. So you're, saying, me, you're saying if he started a company at the age of 19 of course, and yeah. sold it, then he wouldn't be Yeah, I don't like think he's saying I feel like a failure because instead of going to college, I started three companies and they didn't work out. Although you you may be right. We don't know. But, but, no- but, but there's also the intangible of what he doesn't realize um, because he doesn't have it, which he, he doesn't have debt, for instance, which really cripples a lot of people. Very good point. Here's what I hear in that question, or at least what it makes me think of, which is that it's very hard. So so this person wants to know, you know, like, what do I do to kind of, quote, make up for lost time or to kind of catch up with people, whatever. So I think that it is really, really hard to do well at something when your comfort level in that environment is low. So, you know, one example would be um, golf, right? I like to play golf, and I'm not very good. I'm kind of getting, you know, less terrible. And um, so I'm capable. I'm physically and mentally capable of hitting a bunch of really good shots, right? So there there are hard holes that I've birdied in the past. Rarely, but I've done it. So I know that physically I'm capable of doing it. But then I'm not that consistent. And then also mentally, there's a big, there are a lot of stressors on it. And when you put yourself in a situation in something like golf where you're not comfortable, if you're playing with people who are way better than you or there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pressure, you see that most people in that kind of circumstance will tend to do much worse than they're actually able to do. And for so for someone like this, it sounds like they're saying 
they feel like they're less than or out of sync with everybody else around them, even if they might have the ability to do well. And that, I think, is the hard part. And so there, I think, you sometimes have to trick yourself into feeling that you belong, not necessarily a false confidence, but to kind of give yourself permission and to feel gratitude that you're in a position where you can at least give it a shot and not think that, oh, I'm lesser than everybody around me and therefore I'm going to do worse. Right. So you're trying to help them form a more positive mental attitude about their decisions rather than say, go to college. Yeah. I mean, my first thought would come before like what to do. It's you need to Find a way to put yourself in a situation where you can feel comfortable succeeding. I I agree with that because, look, I have a 16-year-old daughter. So she's a junior in high school. And she wants to go to college. And I don't want her to go to college. Really? You're you're actively discouraging your teenage daughter from going to college? Uh, Actively, yeah. Now, I'm not arguing with her about it. Uh, Ultimately, she'll be 18. She can... Do whatever she wants. How? What form does your discouragement take? Do you say things like, you can go to college if you want, but I'm not paying for it? Um, I haven't gone so far as to say that yet, but I'm not going to. Um, you're not going to say it or you're not going to pay for it? I'm not going to pay for it. Really? Yeah, because I really think that college is actually unhealthy for kids. Stick around. There's more Question of the Day coming up right after this break. IndieWire calls it must-see, one-of-a-kind cinema that cannot be ignored, and Variety declares it is impossible to take your eyes off Michael Fassbender. From the Academy Award-winning director of Slumdog Millionaire and the Academy Award-winning screenwriter of The Social Network comes a new film simply called Steve Jobs, starring Michael Fassbender. There is no doubt that Steve Jobs has left his mark not only in the tech industry, but also in our daily lives. These days, who does not have at least one Apple product, James? In my house, we have, I'm not kidding, probably 40. Uh, We probably have about a dozen. All right, so I beat you. Take a peek at Steve Jobs' incredible life and backstory in this new film and discover what led to the visionary Apple CEO becoming a household name. Don't miss this stunning film about one of the most influential people of our time. Opening in select theaters October 9th, and you can catch it everywhere beginning October 16th. All right, let's say she comes to you and says, Dad, I'm not going to go to college, but I'd like the money that you would have spent, and I want to start a business, open a restaurant, et cetera. Well, I would go over it with her. Like, I wouldn't let her blindly say, give me X dollars to start a restaurant. I would go over her business plan, go over, you know, do it. I would do it the way I would do it as a business person, like, you know, test the idea, test the location, do all sorts of things. But I would definitely encourage her to travel the world with a charity, like, I don't know, Pencils of Promise, Build, go build schools in Guam, or uh, there's so many different things you can do. It, like, she wants to be an actress, so she wants to go to a, a good uh, drama-related co- college. But you could just simply start auditioning, and I would encourage her to do that instead. Is part of the reason you don't want her to go to college is because she wants to go to study acting and the odds of having that, quote, pay off or just so ridiculously slim? No, actually, I really love the fact that she's into acting. But then I feel just start acting. Like, I really don't think when you're, when you're you know, up for the lead in a play or a movie, they're going to ask you what college you went to. Or maybe they do, but you I know, think it depends on your audition abilities first. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I get, this go, we've had this conversation before, which is, I mean, I love your phrase for, what is your phrase about autobiography? My advice as autobiography? Advice as autobiography. Right. Whereas you say, like, you like to talk about what you've done, not 
as generalizable advice, but this is what happened to me, and if you want to believe it or not, right? So I, I love that concept. Right, so I went to college, Yeah. right? And I, I majored in computer science, and then I went to graduate school in computer science. Okay, and I, every year I was programming nonstop. Then when I actually got a job, my title was junior programmer analyst. That was I was the lowest rung on the ladder. My programming was so bad that my job had to send me to two months of remedial training in computer programming in order to be as good as their lowest ranking employee. And I went to like the best grad school in the country for computer science. Like I was, you know, good, but it just did not do anything for me Why? in the real job market. And and I, I got all A's in computer science. Like I was a good student in computer. But were you bad compared to your peers in the workplace because it was just taught the wrong way or poorly? Yes, it was taught the wrong way. It, the wrong things were taught, but I don't know if the right things ever get taught because it, it seems like col- you know colleges and um, you know many schools, particularly high schools. Now I'm talking about, but 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 colleges tend to be more standardized than if you're than the real world. They're they're using textbooks written five years ago, but some fields change every six months, so you, it's impossible to keep up unless you're like. Unless the college itself thrusts you into the workplace as a way of getting credits for school, yeah. But then why not just go to the workplace? Didn't you invent some kind of cash uh, a coupon program or cash? Yeah, yeah, cash yeah. Before, before kids were getting, I mean, this was like 1987, so this was way before kids were regularly you went to getting Cornell. Yeah, so this was way before kids were getting like credit cards or debit cards or anything like that. So I set up a debit card for college students at Cornell. And uh, uh, parents would send in the money, and then they would be able to monitor all of their kids' transactions. But we worked it out with every store in town and every restaurant in town, big discounts for anybody who paid with our card. So it was a local currency. Yeah, it was like it was basically like a local currency. The, if you used our card, you'd get a discount, and we also delivered so from any of the restaurants. So so it was one call to us. You can order from five different restaurants, and we would deliver. Did you make money? Um, the company was basically break even, and then after a year, my two partners went off to business school, and I was just um, a sophomore or a junior at the time, so I shut it down. Mm. But that's how I got excited about programming was, again, in the real world, as opposed to the classroom, I programmed all the point-of-sale machines. And so that's what really lit the fire for me on on computers. And then I ended up learning nothing by switching majors and going to grad school. I just had to start from scratch when I left college. Didn't you also have a friend or someone you knew at college who who created one of the first big um, viruses? Yeah, well, uh, I shared an office with him. We weren't, we never really talked. But Robert Morris Jr. Uh, created the first big internet worm, uh, which brought down like the whole internet. And I remember God, the you FBI. You could have been him. Uh, yeah, that well, that well, he's uh, uh, you know hugely wealthy right now because he's one of the co-founders of Y Combinator, which owns a little piece of Dropbox and I think a little piece of Airbnb. So, how uh, badly was he punished for this? Um youthful deed. He was thrown out of graduate school, but then I think he finished at either Harvard or MIT. Mm-hmm. They'll so, take anybody. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Stephen, let me ask you this, though. Right now, are you in favor of college in general for kids? Because that's really what I'm getting at with this question. So I guess my short answer is I'm very, very conflicted about it because I believe generally in the mission of colleges and universities, generally, but with a whole lot of specific um, you know, objections. On the other hand, <clears throat> I also really, really, really believe in you know, the notion of opportunity cost 
And like, I find that very few and people. And nobody looks at that. Nobody they, they looks look at, at debt, it. but they don't yeah. look at opportunity. Even costs. debt, people don't look at. And with hyperbolic discounting, people are really bad at imagining what that debt will do to them later on. But I do think that we embrace this kind of monolithic demand for every American to go to a four-year college, which I think is absurd, um, only because it would seem to uh, indicate that everybody has the same set of preferences, abilities, desired outcomes, and so on. The problem, as I see it, is that we don't really have great alternatives. College became the winning story because none of the other stories are really that appealing. But I think those other stories are starting to be told. I mean, that's the whole idea of like non-college entrepreneurs, but that's a very narrow part of it. There aren't that many people who are really equipped to do that. Right. So uh, you don't have to be an entrepreneur though. Like I like the fact that more companies now are opening up to non-college people. There's also great uh, online education opportunities. I mean, I spoke to Scott Young. He decided he was going to go through the entire MIT coursework, take all the tests, read all the books, write all the programs to get a Bachelor of Science, and he did it in 10 months, a four-year degree, about $2,000 worth of textbooks. He completed the whole degree, and of course, he didn't get the degree because he was just doing, you know, MIT publishes their whole course. They take videos of all the classes, so he watched every video. He took every test. You know, he kind of used the— Smoked every joint. Essentially. And um, then employers were asked afterwards, would you hire this person or not? He Note, he doesn't have the actual paper degree. And so at least the employers said, now who knows whether to believe them or not, the employers did say he did show a lot of initiative, so they, have, of course, would consider hiring them. Him. What did he study? Um, computer science. Right. So, you know, and let's say somebody else has a totally different set of ideas, preferences, likes, dislikes, whatever. So let's say I want to do, you know, forestry, whatever. Let's say I want to do animal husbandry. Let's say I want to do accounting. All of these things, we traditionally steer people toward a pretty monolithic college experience and environment. But I just think that the better that we would become at creating different paths and stories toward getting really engaged in and... Forget about even engaging. You know, you want people to be excellent at something, at whatever. And the idea that the one way to make everybody excellent at something is to send them to a college campus for four years, I think is, like I said, prima facie nuts. Well, I mean, take a look at one of your examples, forestry. Would you rather send them to, you know, NYU to study forestry or would you rather put them in the middle of a forest (laughs) to study forestry? Definitely NYU because you got Washington Square Park with all those trees where you have the hula hooping bikini people begging and that's... Much better for for many people, but... uh, Probably most people would learn more in the forest. Wouldn't you like to know what we're going to talk about on the next question of the day? Okay, we'll be right back. Thanks again to Universal Pictures and their upcoming film Steve Jobs for sponsoring today's episode. The director of Slumdog Millionaire and the writer of The Social Network have teamed up to bring you Steve Jobs in select theaters October 9th. Catch it everywhere October 16th. Last thing, don't forget to subscribe to Question of the Day on iTunes. And while you're there, take a second to rate the show or write a review. And be sure to catch the next Question of the Day, which will go something like this. This is like circumcision also, similar type of codification. Right, I circumcised you, you have to circumcise me now. Is that what you said, circumcision? No, but that the the ceremony and gift-giving is similar. It's almost exactly like that. Is that true? Yeah, don't you think? Yeah.